The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. Well, since the last time we spoke, I cut all my hair off, uh, became obsessed with a Survivor game, and started a couch to 5K. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) God, just go, go, go. Well, I'd been, uh, when you saw me, my hair was longer than it had ever been before. I was actually trying to grow it out because I haven't had my hair, I haven't had long hair since I was in my early 20s, um, Mm -hmm. early to mid 20s. And my wife was like, well, I'll just grow it out. Let's just see what it looks like. And I said, all right. So I spent the last probably, I don't know, six, seven months growing it out. And it got to the point where um, I just couldn't stand it anymore and just cut it all off. Yeah. I had shoulder length hair for a while. And it was um, it was more work than it turned out to be worth. Yeah. And I, I couldn't really, like, find a groove style-wise with it. And the way it was growing out was starting to look like a bell and or like a Malma haircut. You know, like a soccer, a soccer, soccer mom. They call them malms. Oh, so okay. yeah, it's a, so- a soccer malm haircut. It was really just, it was very off-putting. Quite frankly, Did you get a, a minivan with that. It was offensive. I gotta tell you right now. <laughs> um, so juice boxes, yeah, orange wedges, pretty much, pretty much. So yeah, I just cut it all off, and then um, I also just started a uh, couch to five k with a delightful app called Zombies Five K. I've heard about that. That's the one where the zombies chase you, right? There's a couple of them. Um, and I got this one, and a friend of mine actually uses, uh, uses I think it's called Run Zombie Run. And mm. uh, basically they work on the same principle. And what it is is uh, they tell you a story while they're training you, uh, and then they also pull from your music library. So when you're actually doing the exercise part, the music's playing. And, you know, it's it's I'm on week two um, and it's a slow build. There's a lot of walking and an incremental running, but um, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm enjoying it. And um, I'm infinitely amused when they tell me there are zombies right behind me and I need to run. (laughs) Well, you know, in SoCal, that's not always so far from the truth. (laughs) That's very true. How are you doing, Gleep? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's, it's warming up here in NoCal, and uh, so we got a little of the humid happening, but uh, rain on the horizon, so we got that to look forward to. Going to put off uh, fixing the sprinklers one more week. <laughs> Very <laughs> nice. It's uh, It's been overcasty here the last day or so. Oh, well, there you see, there you go. It's it, it's a long, protracted uh, spring. What, what's the transition between winter and spring? Um, sprinter? I, I, you know, that that could work. I know there's like a solstice in there somewhere that has a name. <laughs> I'm sure there is, you happy. <laughs> yeah. 
But anyway, um, we are Those Guys With Ships, and this is episode 70 of the Versecast, the best damn star citizen podcast. In this show, we discuss development news to do with the best damn space sim, Star Citizen. Spaceships, 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 spaceships. Spaceships. Today is May 16th, 2946. Now, Jimmy, tell me, tell me, tell me. If a leak happens in the forest, but there's no one there to get wet, does it still make a noise? Yes, actually it does. It's like a sound. Ooh, farva beans and a drag candy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll not be discussing that here. No siree, Bob. Although... I I did see see a little... um, a little seepage, maybe, if you will, um, mm. on the Twitters, and was like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, there was no, there was no. Since we're not going to talk about it, let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> there, there was no pictures, right? It was just, um, it was just uh, bullet points, right? Um, actually, I didn't see the bullet points, but I did see um, a couple of uh, pictures, a couple of screen caps. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just what I saw was just bullet points of release notes. That's that's it, and I just. Sort of we, disre- disregarded. We kind of already know, don't we, from like reverse the verse and around the verse. I mean, it really, it, if you watch those shows, you can kind of piece together what what to expect. Yeah, I mean, nothing seemed crazy as I recall, but I, I just gave it a quick browse and said, you know, there's um, this is not important. No, uh, <laughs> no, obviously, no, uh, no space whales in this patch. No, damn it. Yes, Ben. Ben is, I'm sure, very, very sad. Sad Ben. But speaking of Star Citizen Alpha two point four. Evo Cotti? Ha ha! I only just met you. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, 2.4 is still with the few, the proud, the guys that actually report stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys. Uh, the rest of us are still continuing to bide our emails, or if, uh, if that's even a thing you do, um, or you just check them every once in a while. That kind of serves the same purpose, I think. But here, let's uh, drumroll. Let's update the web page and public test universe not lit. So, bummer doodle, we won't be talking about the 2.4 for a while, I guess, because um, we will be, we'll have a show this week and next week, uh, but, you know, behind the, uh, draw back the curtain, uh, we will be recording the show that comes out next week, later tonight, so. It's true. um, That, uh, that, and we're going to be off for the holiday, so that means our next uh, recording session won't be until June 6th, and by golly, I sure hope 2.4 is out by then. I would imagine so. I I forget, are we're not behind on a release, are we? Like, yeah, we we missed we missed uh, well April. There there was no release in April. There was no release in April. Nope. Oh, okay. Wow. Two point three. Two point three came. Well, did, did two point three actually come out at the the first part of April? I, I thought maybe it did. I thought I thought we were. Um, well, no, we might we might be behind. We might be behind. It's all right. You know. Well, the the, the naming convention has certainly um, gotten not helped. Out out of synchronicity, out of synchronicity. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it's a huge, huge patch. It's you know, oh, um, yeah. they're they're doing the um, the uh, NDA testing right now, and I would imagine that they've been slowly inviting more and more people in and kind of getting everything tight. And you never know. I mean, it, it might go. It might be on uh, PTU for a day or two. You know, I mean, if all the testing is, if all the NDA testing is going um, smoothly or or going mm-hmm. to according to plan. You know, it might be on PTU for a day. It might go right to live. I mean, who knows? Yeah, they they could. I know um, that I've heard on on various shows that they are very happy with the way the uh, Evocati 
group testing is going. Um, that uh, the, it's a lot of uh, very um, uh, very useful information that they're, they're getting back, and also um, they're able to direct uh, these individuals' efforts much more effectively. So if they've got a particular part of code that they've just uh, uh, put something out for, they can send out a, a, a group blast and say, hey, everybody go go test this. That's and cool. Everybody, everybody goes there and hammers on it, and it's – so I think um, – I think from a testing perspective, it's um, it's a much better methodology from a fanboy perspective, you know, being on the outside of the avocados. Um, is there life on the outside of the avocado, Jimmy? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Isn't that a Bowie song? Uh, it should be. You know, it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> totally um, should have been. That it's, you know, it's it's a little, uh, a little um, you know, less happy for us. But, you know, that that's perfectly okay. Because, um, you know, and speaking of, you know, interesting fact. Um, in the, uh, uh, as mentioning, they were talking about this in the uh, most recent Reverse the Verse. Uh, the majority of players with PTU access to this point, prior to um, this last release, uh, you know, these Evocati guys and, and gals, um, most users log into the PTU a single time, uh, they check out the new stuff, and then they don't log in again until the next release. Oh, wow. So. So that, you know, as far as testing goes, that's not helping a lot. No, that's not helping at all. I mean, you know, when when I get a PTU invite, um, I only play PTU. And I immediately go and report bugs and, and all that kind of good stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, that's surprising um, that a lot of people just log in once, check out the new stuff, and don't log in again. Which, I, you know, you can see for something like when the Starfarer came out and everybody got to... That, um, yeah, I mean, I get that. that. That makes sense. Everyone wants to looky-loo at that. Right, right. You know, so it's it's you know, and it's enticing, and it's also and you're backers, and so I, I totally get it. I, I I mean, it's it does. I'm not. Uh, um, I I say that that's on CIG to manage, and which is what they're doing apparently. You yeah. Know, with the, with, but um, and, and an interesting thing also um, uh, to that you probably don't think about is is the cost and the cost to CIG because. They have to pay for all the data that they use, and that's that's up uploading and downloading too. So um, it, they don't get you know like uh, you know the groovy um, uh, you know fifty nine dollars a month all you can eat packages that us residential users get. Uh, they have they pay for every kilobyte, and um, so if you know the average PTU player logs in once, looks around, logs off, doesn't file any reports, or you know doesn't do anything essentially other than just you know be curious and and uh, and go check it out. The money that CIG has paid for all that data, and we're still in that place. We haven't got to the point where the patcher is only is doing the incremental patches. It's just right. you know it's sending out huge you know gigabytes uh, of of data every time. Um, you know for all the money they paid. To uh, to put that data up onto the uh, the interwebs, they get nothing back. So. Yeah, absolutely. They they and, and that's the thing is, you know, the the whole point of of, of an open test, you know, or or an open open beta or an open alpha or open development rather, um, is to get a larger base of testers than you would normally. And if people are logging into the PTU and not actually testing, thing is, I'm not a big tester. Like that's like not my jam. I like to play. Star mm-hmm. Citizen as it's developing, but when I get those invites to the PTU, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They they want me to go in and and you know test and do some bug reporting, and I do, you know, out of yeah. respect for the fact that they gave me an invite to go check it out. So, 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think these Evocati guys um, uh, are are the ones that were actually out there playing hours every day and and also bug testing. And, you know, right. they're into right. it. That is their jam. Yeah. And, and they've, they've proven that. Yeah, so. totally. And, and to be fair, I, you know, I when I do get PTU invites, I do jump in and I do play, but I am also a very busy person and I don't, I don't play the game constantly. You know what I mean? Like right. I play right. when I can, which is usually one day a week. You know, it's usually a Saturday. It's usually a Friday night or a Saturday or a Sunday. And on rare occasion, it's, you know, Friday, Saturday or Saturday, Sunday, or on an even rarer occasion, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I usually like there's one day a week that like I get away and, and I sit down and I play for about, you know, three, four hours and just really have a good time and work on my piloting skills or work on my FPS skills. And but beyond that, it's I, I can't play much more than that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, if you've got like really hardcore testers, if you've got a group of people that are serious business testing then, yeah, make it available to them and get as much out of it as, as possible. I mean, you're absolutely right. I never it, it never even occurred to me to think about the fact that they're paying for their up-down service. Yeah, so it, it's, you know, really, it's, it's they, you know, they have raised, what, $123 million or whatever it is. But, you know, as far as AAA titles go, that isn't a huge budget. Um, so, you know, being being frugal with that money, I think, is, um, is, is smart. And um, if I can help with that, I mean... I, I'm still going to download it, and I if I download it, I will play it uh, enough and submit some uh, some reports yeah. so that I feel like like you know that their opportunity they've presented me hasn't been squandered. I think um, it, for for me, like you know, I'm I'm not I, I've never been the first to report. I'm always oh yeah, I have that problem too, and I think that the benefit that they get from that is being able to look at my system specs. Mm-hmm. But that's really all they get out of me. You know what I mean? Really, at the end of the day, it's just, you know, I go in, I play test, or I, I go and find, because every single time I run into a bug, there's somebody that's already reported it on the forums. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just like, yeah, same, you know, and, and I'm sure that that information is valuable. But if they're getting more out of what they're doing now with the NDA testers, then more power to them. Get more out of it so that we can get a more stable package, you know, quicker. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, kind of a light news week this week, or it's actually been for the last couple of weeks. Um, and ben, that's our that's our show. Thanks, everybody. You can find. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's right. Tip <laughs> sorry. your weight staff. Drive carefully. Um, I think that uh, no small part uh, due to uh, Ben and Alexis being uh, um, away on bereavement leave. Um, mm-hmm. So that's um, I think that at least for the. Um, uh, the subscriber content, uh, the uh, the videos that go up on the YouTubes on a weekly basis, I think that those have been a little bit thinner because uh, because of their um, uh, their absence. Uh, so happy that they are back and looking forward to. I guess uh, the the uh, around the verse this coming week is supposed to be a very good one. So we'll, nice. uh, we'll be staying in tune for that. Lots of caterpillar news. Well, there's always. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm excited about that. There's always mm-hmm. um, there's always a bit of a lull. Um, before any major uh, major release, you know that we we've dealt mm. with this. This isn't our first rodeo. We've dealt with this before, where it's Yeehaw. just it gets kind of quiet and there's not a whole lot to talk about. The thing is, there's always something to talk about, you know, between reverse to verse, around the verse, um, the lore builder stuff. There's always stuff to talk about, but there's no like, oh, this is amazing, my head's exploding type of stuff that's going on because we're waiting for the head exploding type of stuff to to be released. 
the only head exploding that's happened the last two weeks has been because of allergies. Ah, uh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> so, but we did. Um, there was an interesting post on the Comlink uh, portfolio, the 999th Test Squadron, and this looks uh, looks like a, a lore thing for the most part. But I wanted to point out this ship. Um, and, you know, go uh, those of you playing the home game, uh, check it out on the on the Comlink. Um, and it, it looks to me kind of like the uh, space shuttle, the uh, the United States space shuttle, and uh, I guess it's called the Zeus. And um, I, you know, when I first saw it, I go, "Oh my God, it's going to be a uh, like a midsize passenger transport," which you know, uh, you know, Star Star G lines uh, is is all over that. <laughs> you you actually thought that was a ship sail? Uh, know your I, lore, Gleep. Know your lore. <laughs> Um, but uh, yes, and then I actually read the words, which of course deflated my bubble. Uh, they say, from nearly the beginning of interplanetary travel, Squadron 999 has existed in some formal capacity. Their testing of a ship's technological limits and fearless piloting of experimental spacecraft have helped shepherd humanity out to the stars. While Squadron 42 is home to the UEE's best fighter pilots, Squadron 999 can lay claim to many of humanity's most courageous. Um, And then they go on further to say, The origins of Squadron 999 go back over 800 years during the mid-2130s. You remember the mid-2130s, don't you, Jimmy? No, no, no. I was was too young to remember that. (laughs) Robert Space Industries began testing the Zeus prototype, a short-range explorer that would eventually make history as the first commercially available spaceship. So I kind of, you know, I'm not not much into the lore, but I kind of like that angle of this was the first, you know, go down to the to the spaceship dealer and I, I want my own spaceship. This was one of the first ones that you could actually do that. It's right. kind of like a like a, uh, a what you call it the um, the uh, te- Tesla, you know? No, absolutely. Um, I, it's funny that you should mention that because when I read through this, I felt uh, the same way. I was kind of like, oh, okay, so basically Chris Roberts is. Uh, you know, this is like the, the, the jump to electric, but the jump to uh, commercial space flight. And yes, the Zeus is, is the very first commercially available starship in, well, maybe, in the maybe, history maybe of the think, Star Citizen universe. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong... Maybe Tesla is a bad analogy. Uh, what is uh, Elon Musk's space... Is that SpaceX? Is that SpaceX, his? yeah, yeah. Maybe so, like, this is the SpaceX thing. I don't know. I think, to- I, I think this is kind of... More, I think your your original analogy is, is, is a little bit more spot on, whereas, like, um, he's really kind of taking... He, he's making a leap. Elon Musk is making a leap forward, and he's also released all of that information for anybody to have access to. Um, mm-hmm. Taking a, an electric car, because a lot of the complaints that people have about electric cars is they don't have any giddy-up-and-go, um, and they don't go very far on a single charge. And other companies have been gradually improving on that, but Elon Musk knocked it out of the park with the X and the S, you know, and now the 3, the consumer version, the 3, um, where these are cars that, that have a lot of giddy up and go um, and that have really, really good range at you know approximately 200 you know miles per charge. And mm-hmm. I, I think that that, that is very um, very relates very well to uh, Robert Space Industries um, release of the first ever commercial uh, spacecraft because the thing is like yeah, I, he is working on, on commercial spaceflight, but it's more uh, like this was like, the um, the Zeus is like a car for the people. It's like a spaceship right. for the people. It's not even like commercial transit, like cargo hauling, 
Um, you know, it's beyond that. It's it's a ship that your mom and dad can take you to the stars with. <laughs> That's always been my most fervent wish is to go to the stars. <laughs> with National uh, National Lampoon's Vacation 112. <laughs> the the family shipster. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's in pea green. It comes with an optional rally fun pack. Uh, the rally fun, yes, I, I want the I, I want the uh, the wood paneling on the side. Uh huh. Totally, <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh my god, I need that so bad in in, in game. I need to be able to put wood paneling on my ships. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Well, so anyway, uh, check that out. It's a pretty picture, and uh, if you're into the lore, there's uh, some nice uh, some nice flavor there for you to savor. <laughs> You see, that's truer because it rhymes. Simmer down. Uh, there is also, as an aside, um, anybody that's interested in hangar flare, um, there is an RSI Zeus model that's been around and available for quite some time. It's not new. Um, but uh, it's different than the other ship models in that it kind of sits on like its own individual stand. Uh, it's, it was one of the earliest... Um, hangar flares that you could purchase but it's 5000 UEC and if anybody's interested it is available on the um, uh, Voyager Direct Store oh I did not know that well um, and speaking of stuff on the comlink we also got the monthly studio report for April and uh, Jimmy so many words 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 words, so many words and pictures Oh, we do. Yes. We do like our pictures. We do like the pictures. Twenty-one of them, to be exact. Oh, you counted them this time. Impressive. I did. Um, and some of them are two-point-four pictures. Uh-huh. So yay! Follow follow along at home if you'd like. We'll give you a minute to catch up with us. Da 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 da. Okay, that's enough. I was going to do the All girl right. from Ipanipa. <laughs> that's the other guys. Uh-huh. They, they do. They do. <laughs> oh, um, right, they do. Yeah, it's been so a while anyway, since I've listened to those guys. Beautiful, beautiful pictures of the inside of the Reliant, um, uh, which I guess is going to be uh, hangar ready in 2.4 uh, for sure. It's I guess it, it might still be unclear whether it's going to be flyable or not, but uh, it's uh, definitely going to be in the hangar. So uh, check that out uh, if you are an owner or even if you aren't. The X85, the Origin X, or 85X, I'm sorry. Um, uh, is that the Parasite ship for the 890 Jump? Uh, yes, I believe uh, that that is exactly what that ship is. That is Oh, because oh, if you look at the picture there, is that an 890 Jump up in the, the air over there? Ish. It might, yes, kinda, it is. Kind of, yeah. Kind of is. Oh, okay. Okay, well, that, I guess I've, that's I've, this, I could be wrong, but this looks like an early concept. This doesn't look it's, like a it, new concept. No, but it, it looks like a place where you could uh, 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 a person could get a cocktail and purchase a timeshare. It's true. It's true for yeah. for just you know a, a mere forty five minutes of your time. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then, uh, ooh, I thought uh, number three of twenty one. Uh, I thought would excite you. This would be the inside of the caterpillar. Hmm. Hmm. You liking that? Yes, I am liking that. I am. Uh, I am very excited to see uh, what uh, come what may with the caterpillar. Now, how, now, where are you? we had talked before about you uh, uh, getting uh, getting your Melton Jones uh, working here to uh, perhaps uh, uh, move into a caterpillar. Where, where are you uh, sitting on that now? Um, well, I'm still sitting on the fence about it. I'm still waiting for the the ship to come out to really make a, a final decision. Um, I, I feel. Like I get what I need out of a smaller cargo hauler out of the freelancer, mm-hmm. um, more so than the constellation. But 
I, I don't know yet. You know, the constellation is probably going to be more nimble um, than the um, than the caterpillar. But I, you know, the caterpillar looks like it's a ship that you could really kind of live on. Um, the constellation, I, I, I really like the redesign, um, but it's still not as comfortable as I would like as far as creature uh, creature comforts go. So, and then also the size, the cargo size, um, the cargo hull size of the constellation versus the freelancer. Eh, it's not that big of a difference, you know. Um, the constant, the size of a, of the cargo hull of a constellation versus a caterpillar is markedly different. So, yeah. so, I'm still I'm still very much up in the air about it. Now, on the caterpillar, do you remember? Can you add more sections to it? Yes. You can. So does well. Um, it, it's no. You can't add more sections, but you can. Um, all of the pieces of the ship are modular, so you can swap out sections. So mm-hmm. you could have, uh, like they had talked about, you could have like a a machine shop, a cargo section, a living quarters, and a med bay, for example. Um, okay. You know, and or something else, or you could have cargo, 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 cargo. You know, or mm-hmm. you could have med bay, med bay, med bay, med bay. Um, you know, so that you the ship uh, allows for you to really kind of dial in a, a more um, preferred play style. Okay, but the the number of of modules is is, is fixed. Uh, yes, the number of modules is fixed. I forget what it is. I, I want to say six, but I, I'm probably wrong. Um, but yes, the number of modules is fixed, but you can swap them out into any configuration that you want. Yeah. Okay. Um, we also got some pretty groovy, uh, not groovy, maybe it's not the right word, maybe grotty. Grotty is, the, is a good word. Uh, pictures of uh, Port Olisar, how that's going to look. I mean, right now we it, it's kind of littered, and, and um, depending upon where you wake up in the morning, uh, it's, it's sort of littered and, and uh, disheveled looking, but um, uh, some of the images they're showing here are more grotty. Um, and, but... And again, here it's all about Jimmy, the cassava, the clothing. Jimmy, how excitement are you? Oh, I has excitement. I cannot wait to go shopping. So, what are you? What are you thinking about the cassava there? Now, did you look at the uh, city lights? That's image six of twenty-one. Um, you can you can have these uh, these coats for it looks like one thousand alpha UEC. I am not a fan of any of these coats. They're too fancy. Oh, too fancy. Yes. I mean, even for a night on the town. I I, I like um, I like what I've seen in the window the 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 denim uh, and the the leathery types of things. I'm uh, more of a, a leather jacket type of fellow than I am a dress jacket type of fellow. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm looking forward to seeing all of that stuff. I, for example, uh, in that one picture at the top, it looks like those jackets are a little bit more my speed, like the black one. Uh-huh. Looks a little bit more, a little more my my taste, a little less dressy. All right. Well, we shall uh, we shall look. Uh, can you look with bated breath? No. No. Let's not do that. No, that would be um, weird. It would be really weird, and probably wouldn't smell very good. Um, <laughs> well, it depends on what you ate. That's true. Uh, more images of the um, of the Reliant, and then uh, I love how uh, <laughs> on the monthly report we just talk about the pictures. Great, great news coming out of uh, the verse cast, ladies and gentlemen. Great news. Yeah, yeah. Come, come listen to us. Look at pictures on the radio. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of like Mystery Science Theater something or other, except different. Uh, but I, I like to think that most folk are like us in that they scroll through the monthly report and look at the pretty pictures. 
I, I, you know, I would be surprised if it were anything else. If it's dense. Otherwise. It's a lot of reading, folks. It is words, it's, and they're small. Yes, and there's lots of them. And there's light blue against dark blue background. It, it, it hurts the old Gleepster's eyes. Okay, so we got more interiors of Port Alasar. We can see the cassava. And well, we haven't seen anything at uh, Port Alasar as far as retail. Yeah, so no, absolutely. That, that's, that's interesting to see that. And something, a Galleria, Galleria um, District. Okay, so there's going to be a shopping district. Uh, Garrity Defense. Now, that's interesting. That's going to be the place where you, uh, you pick up your armor, apparently. Um, and I guess the Cubby Blast is maybe not going to be a thing. Uh, maybe they, they've, they've no Cubby uh, Blast will just be on um, uh, in uh, on uh, what call it? Oh, okay. Yeah, so not, maybe not on on. Um, um, come on, help me out here. Um, eighteen Arc Corp. Oh, thank Arc you, Arc Corp. Yeah, <laughs> not Corp. Not Port Alisar. All right, live <laughs> fire weapons. Now, I I prefer the ammunition myself, but I'm thinking that Rockstar is not going to let them use that. But um, live fire weapons, you know, that's a, that's a close second, I think. Um, and then, oh, and then as you scroll along, there's a, they also have some some images uh, from uh, Real World Studios where they show uh, Pedro Camacho making the uh, the music magics mm-hmm. that he does. It's a beautiful so, studio. Yeah, interesting stuff there. If you're uh, if you're a studio aficionado, um, Korea Station, um, a guy that lost uh, lost his quarters in the Big Benny's machine. Um, more reliant picks, and that is oh, and and then Dad Lando. You like uh, <laughs> Dad Dad and Disco doing the Lando uh, stare. It's kind of kind of kind of creepy. <laughs> Ima- yep. Nineteen of twenty one for those of you. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, um, and um, that is about it for that. So um, there are there are lots of, of words in there too that would probably uh, give you <laughs> Again, information. Lots of words, yeah, information. But uh, you'll not be getting that from us, no, sir, not at all, because we don't read. All right. So, um, but there were other there were other opportunities to watch and listen, uh, which are, are strong suits. Uh, on um, Around the Verse this week, or actually not this week, last week, um, uh, they, uh, they uh, mentioned that the Prospector sold very, very well. So I'm excited about that. And they, um, they mentioned that we can expect more profession-based ships in the future. So that, I think that that is good news. Um, I think folks were kind of wondering how, how well that ship would do. Because, you know, pretty highly specialized, not cheap. Highly specialized and not cheap. People are into mining, man. They are well. That's you know. I'm I'm playing the Eve online right now, and that's that's all that I'm doing. And I find it very relaxing, very soothing. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm able to actually. I, I like it because I can work on show notes while I'm mining. So that's wow. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I always found the music of Eve to be very soothing, very spa-like. Yes, yes, yes. It's very like you get you kind of get. That's one thing that Eve did a really nice job, in my opinion, of of putting you into that space so to speak between the music and and the graphics and everything you really do feel um like you're flying around in space um i just i always had a problem with just playing a ship though so yeah it's uh, i that part of it i mean i'm i'm still you know with my my fondest heart of hearts looking forward to uh hauling and healing human beings uh you know be the npc or player characters i want to I want to transport people around. I want to heal them up when they get hurt and, uh, you know, get rich doing that. So um, it's 
you can't really do that in Eve. You're, you play the ship, and so it's yeah, and yeah. You, there is a healer's role, but it's um, it's it's not. You don't get the same kind of satisfaction that you get like when we're playing Arma, where you drag a guy out of combat, you know, and, and prop him up behind a building and patch him up. You don't. You're not getting the. Uh, although I, I don't know, I, I haven't played that role yet in game much, but um, um, it's a different game. So I mean, you know, it's, it's an apples and oranges thing, but you know what? It works. It works, and it never crashes, and um, it's got persistence. Uh, all. Uh, Seven ways to Sunday. So um, that that those are all beautiful things. It's funny. I um I forgot. I, I've been playing Star Citizen for so so long um, as as my main game. I, I do a little console gaming here and there. Um, you know, when my wife brings home something, I'll I'll play through it for a little bit. Um, but I, I have, and we'll talk more about this in in an upcoming show. But I've recently discovered the the survival game, uh, more specifically H one Z one. And mm. I, I forgot. I'm like, oh right, persistence. Things stay where you left them when you logged out. I'm like, that's a nice feeling. And it kind of got mm-hmm. me um, that much more excited for 2.4. You know, because it's kind of like, oh, I, I I miss having a, a level of persistency, and I'm so excited that that is coming in the next patch for Star Citizen. Yeah, yeah, I, I desperately I think, need yeah. it. Yes, I think it, it's um, it's going to be a, a welcome addition to uh, the universe that we are helping to test. Yeah, playing playing in yes, but primarily helping to test. All right. Uh, they also mentioned uh, if you have a five percent discount coupon from the April Fool's Day uh, Big Benny's um, uh, joke. Uh, was it? Would it be a joke? It would be a joke. It would be, it would a, be an April Fool's Day prank. A prank. It was a prank. It was a prank. Um, uh, it was a gentle prank. Um, uh, if anyway, if you still got that, you better use it because it will expire at the end of May. So um, I've used mine. Jimmy, did you use yours yet? Uh, not yet, but I did use my um, five dollar uh, coupon from the uh, from filling out the uh, miners uh, um, job application. Oh, cool! Did you win a, an Orion? No, the thing was like, I kind of did it as a joke. I did it while we were on on air. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and, and like they have the you know fill out the ex, ex, um, the explanation of what you want to do. And I'm like, I just want to haul miners uh, miners uh, cargo. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. And that was it. It was literally like five words, you know. And then a couple few days ago, or about a week or so, I got an email saying, you know, thank you for participating. Here's a five dollar off coupon and i immediately went and bought you ec and i was like that's great thank you <laughs> nice yeah, yeah I, somebody uh, somebody i believe on twitter had had brought this up and it was if you have nothing to spend the coupon on just go buy you ec yeah and i was like yeah. oh that's a great idea before it expires just go buy you ec that is an excellent tip pro tip from your friends at the verse cast no, it's not me. I wish I could say it was me. It was it was one of the um, one of the enlightened Twitter uh, Star Citizen fans. Oh well, all right, yeah, that guy, yeah, that guy. All right, um, and then um, Adam Weiser uh, or Weezer, Weiser, Weezer. I know Weezer is the band, right? We- yeah, Weiser. Okay, uh, he talked about the Nexus system in Loremaker's Guide to the Galaxy. Now, now, Jimmy, do you know about the Nexus? I'm guessing it's not the same place that uh, uh, Captain Picard and uh, Whoopi uh, would go uh, hang out and get all abstract. No, it's not the same place. Um, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that system. I, I 
don't have a whole lot of systems committed to memory. Um, it kind of depends on like you know if if I'm traveling in that direction on a show. So I'm still working my way slowly but surely through um, the star map, and that's kind of how I'm learning as I go. Uh huh. Um, well, I, I like those lore maker guides just because I it's it definitely it speaks to uh, the richness of of content not just from the visual fidelity uh in the visual fidelity sense but also in the um i'm trying not to use the word lore again but i'm going to fail uh from the the lore perspective so it's there's going to the world is going to have is going to have meaning and um and story so anyway i think that those are pretty cool lore is is not my main thing but um i like having it around I'm, well, you know, it's funny. I um, it, it depends, you know, uh, like Star Wars. Uh, you know, we we kind of all know that lore, but when I was playing Star Wars Galaxies, when I was playing Knights of the Old Republic, um, or Old Republic Online, I really delve dove into that lore. Um, when I played Eve, not so much. When I played World of Warcraft, not so much. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I gleaned a little bit of the War, Warcraft lore from my wife and from my brother in law, um, but. Really, Star Citizen, um, you know, with with the exception of Star Wars, um, Star Citizen is, is probably the most involved with lore or the most I've learned about lore in a game, I think, ever, honestly. Um, you know, a, a lot of the other games that I play are pick up and put down, so there's not really a whole lot of lore. But I love the Star Citizen lore, and I really take the time to, um, to learn it. Yeah, yeah, I, and I think that... Uh their plans for events like Operation Pitchfork and also um, uh, events uh, uh, like you know disasters and the thing the things that they have in mind for the game masters to perpetrate upon us, I think are going to be based in lore to some extent, which is going to make uh, having a, a knowledge of the lore valuable. Which I think you know sometimes you know lore for lore's sake. Definitely, there are fans of that, and um, and they're you know just that it's there and that it's it's accessible is is reward enough. Uh, but for me, um, the lore doesn't really mean anything, or it's it's less useful to me unless it plays into uh, how the game is played. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's a nice little criminal element about the Nexus system that I, I might explore at an upcoming show. I'm just not sure yet. It depends. There's so many. Um, Helios is actually um, uh, Quantum Drive. Uh, mm-hmm. Helios is actually one of the one of the systems I'm actually going to be talking about uh, when I come back. I think it's going to be the third or maybe fourth episode in. Um, but it's great because it's like there, there's so much that you can mine. There's there's a lot of Star Citizen lore out there um, for people that are interested in, and and willing to take the time to to just read up on it. Or now with the new Lore Master series, um, just kind of take it in. Because the thing is, once you start really getting out there, once you start exploring the systems, it's kind of good to have a background on that particular system and know what you're getting into when you get there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, and um, so the uh, definitely I will uh, we won't uh, talk about this because it would take too long to play the video, but um, check out the ATV MVP from episode two point three, uh, Journey to Voltron. It's a pretty cool um, uh, uh, project that these guys did, where they were able to. I'm going to spoil it for everyone. They they arranged their ships in space to look like Voltron. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And then they blow them up because that's what happens. 
Um, and then uh, on the um, uh, to round out that episode in the fast forward segment, we got to see interior and exterior shots of a dro- a troop drop pod, and I believe it's from the um, from the uh, Idris, if I'm not mistaken. And um, it's definitely definitely worth checking out. Um, they are. Um, uh, it's going to be. It's going to be very exciting, and that's right up my alley too. With uh, with the endeavor, you know, I'm, I'm going to be looking for drop pods like that because those are going to be guys that are going to want some of Doctor Gleep's, uh, uh, you know, magic uh, elixir, if you will. Uh, so that's uh, that's going to be fun. Doctor Gleep's magic elixir. That's right. That's right. Bring your friends. All right, now on the most recent episode, they confirmed it. Flyable Starfarer, Hangar Ready Reliant, and 2.4. Now, there you go. With a, with a caveat, okay. Um, and I am, I'm all over this. I totally promise I will log in so many times and fly my Gemini around, and I'll break it, and I'll write up long, detailed reports. So please, 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 please. <laughs> um, Brian Chambers just wanted to say thank you. That was it was he had a 15 second segment that was really really interesting so we say no thank you Brian and then uh, behind wait, the wait, scenes wait, 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 wait. what's the caveat I'm gonna get to it okay it's like you yep. left it hanging out there I yes it is it's it's further down in the show notes channel. oh I see okay um, and then in behind the scenes, there was a, um, uh, a segment where they discussed uh, uh, Disco. One of, this is one of Disco's segments. He talked with uh, the guys from Voice Attack and HCS Voice Packs. Um, so uh, they got uh, three new voice packs which are coming out, including uh, packs voiced by William Shatner and Brett Spiner. You know, the, uh, the data. The data, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're you're a fan of the voice attack, yeah? Love voice attack. Um, I have uh, I've found voice attack to be incredibly useful. It's not the be all end all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are still systems that you want to um, manually use, but I have found mixing voice attack in with um, with throttle and and mouse uh, have been um, have it's been it's great, and I I love it. I love writing. Uh, the uh, the commands. Uh, I love building a personality inside a voice attack. I, I mean, for eight dollars, that mm-hmm. that program is is stunning and, and cannot argue so useful. Yeah. No, you really cannot argue the value of using voice attack. Okay, um, so I don't like it. <laughs> wow. I don't really I don't like it. I, w- I wish I had. I only paid seven dollars. I wish I had my seven dollars back. No, no, I, I don't. It's 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 a fine product and it's a it's an entirely reasonable price. And I've 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 got it and I've tried it out. I mean, to be fair, I have not given it a vigorous enough uh, try. So I, I can't uh, I can't say that that my opinion means anything. Not that it, I, I've ever believed that it does. Uh, but I find it to be immersion breaking. Now you now when you use it, do you mostly use it doing single player stuff, or do you use it in 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 group with other players? Uh, I use it for a select number of commands. Um, I like to use it to uh, lock targets, both friendly and enemy. Um, mm-hmm. To switch between targets, to lock targets, to. Um, uh, lock missiles. Um, I still use my middle mouse to fire, but it's just nice to, to execute the command verbally. 
mm-hmm. uh, I will uh, I will use it for um, to pull up my systems menu um, overview weapons uh, shields um, I find it incredibly useful for that uh, mm-hmm. you can you can dive really deep into writing mm-hmm. macros with voice attack um, and I kind of go through waves there are time there there are I'll spend a week or two writing macros and then and then update you know that version of my voice attack and then I won't work on it again for months. Um, more more recently, I've been working on um, building commands for specific ships, um, things like being able to power down systems and go completely dark. To have a, a single command for that, I, I find um, invaluable. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, and like I said, for me, I, I don't. Uh, I use it in combat, and I use it either in gro- group or solo play. Um, but I just find it a lot easier rather than fidgeting around for for that particular button. Um, I find it a lot easier to just say, you know, lock or or cycle enemies or you know, target friendly. Um, you know, uh, launch is the command I use for uh, chaff. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's some of those commands when you're in the heat of combat not needing to have the muscle memory or figure out where those buttons are and really kind of um, streamline your hand movements to what is critical what you know um, shields uh, is another really good use that I have for voice attack you know if I'm if I've got someone on my six I just say you know shield to rear and then mm-hmm. I get an acknowledgement from voice attacks as shield set to rear uh, shields uh, shields reset things like that. Um, where I'm not fidgeting for those buttons, um, I'm able to execute those commands much, much quicker, in my opinion. Okay, now that would be my one technical complaint about it, is that what you just said there. That you say shields rear, and then you get an acknowledgement that shields have been set to rear. It's not actually acknowledging that your shields are set to rear. It's just saying that it's executed the macro you requested. Correct. Which, if that didn't work, you don't know. Well, you would know by looking at um, you would know by looking at your shields, and then you know that you wrote that command bad, and you got to go back in and, and and write it correctly. Or or it just didn't work. I mean, um, I mean because I mean we are in alpha, so I mean that's just a minor complaint. Because I when, in times I've used it, you know, I would say you know I would say a command, and then I would get an acknowledgement, but it didn't work. It didn't do what it was supposed to do, and it would be for simple stuff, you know, like you know lock missile lock or something. Um, but anyway, I mean it's. It's it's at this point um, in the game's development and in at this point in I, I don't need it for Eve you know that's just that's right. uh, yeah um, and at this point in the game's development um, I I'm waiting to see because they they're interested in in incorporating uh, similar technologies into the game so um, it's, it's I still think it's kind of early on to to um, um, to make a a commitment you know a, a permanent commitment. Um, but I, I totally get people that, that use it and love it and, um, um, you know, more power to them. You know, just kind of at this point in the game, I'm much more interested or I, I'm, my interest is more drawn to uh, the touchscreen macro stuff. What was the Rocat? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, uh, Rocat, yeah. yeah. Um, I like that. I like being able to um, to look over and, and, and uh, touch the screen and see it light up and, and, uh, and do that. But, again, I don't need that for any of the other games I'm playing and in Star Citizen it's it's sort of that's one of those uh, rabbit holes where I could spend hours and hours and hours setting that up to work and you know it's still it, you know I'm not playing the game 
Right. Well, to be fair, though, um, one of the one of the things that I actually like about Voice Attack is it brings me back into the game. There have been nights where you know my my game session has been programming macros, you know, and yeah, and I actually yeah. find that to be fun, you know, um, the the ghost, for example, uh, when I had my ghost. Um, I had programmed it to be able to go completely dark, and then um, I'd actually gone in and done some testing on that to see how how visible I, I was on radar, and mm-hmm. um, I you know stuff like that I find to be fun, and and the thing that I like about that is because there's not a lot to do in game right now. Things that bring me into the game for different reasons um, appeal to me, you know, and voice mm-hmm. voice attack really kind of. Um, uh, appeals to me in that respect um, to be able to kind of uh, write macros and, and write a per- an AI personality for mm-hmm. my for my ship and for for those certain commands um, is fun for me anyway it's fun and and, yeah, it, yeah. and it keeps me it. in totally the game it. yeah it keeps me in the game when there's not a lot to do in game totally get it totally get it um, I just and the my last criticism of it and this is just me is that I when we're in group you know where there's a lot of us all in one channel if people are are uh, if you have several people doing their voice attack commands in, in common chat, it gets really annoying. Well, yeah, I think I, personally, I think that's poor form, and I love everybody and everybody that anybody that does that, I still love you. Um, I just think that's poor form. Um, I have pushed to talk on my mouse, and so you know when I want to talk to friends and whatnot, I push to talk, and it's right. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very easy command for me to get to. It doesn't affect um, combat or anything else I'm doing in game, and um, and then I'm able to still be able to execute commands and not have you know everybody in our group suffer through listening to me go lock, 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 Emma, yeah. lock. <laughs> you know, damn you, Emma. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. My my ship's AI is her name is Emma. But um, but yeah. So I, for me, me personally, I, and I get that. That is a that is a legit co- co- um, complaint because that is frustrating on my end too. I don't like hearing that over and over again. Uh, so that's but that's why I have pushed to talk on my mouse. So yeah. Well, first first world problems. Yes, so, these I mean, are absolutely not, all first absolutely. world problems. So, Anyway, but I just thought, you know, sort of interesting because I was reading through that and I knew you were a big fan of it. And I was going, you know what? Um, I That's one of those things where, like one of those technologies kind of like the, um, what's the, the thing that you put on your head? Um, the VR? Uh, no, no. Oculus? <laughs> Dang, the VR. No, the, um, the the one that you, you you had it for a while and you didn't like it. Um, oh yeah, the track IR. Yeah, I did, the not, track like, IR. did not like it. it. But it also wasn't really ready for prime time. Well, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like I should, you know, it's like it's like a fancy HOTAS setup. It's something I feel like I right. should want, you know, but my my limited experiences at this point are just going, you know, I'm I'm not feeling this dog. Well, it's you know, the thing is to each their own. It's it's like for me, um I I'm very and we're going to talk more about this in the next show oddly enough, but um I am a, a hot ham player. I am a mouse and throttle. I've realized that, I've accepted that, and I'm okay with that. Um, is there a support group for you? Yeah, totally. Uh, I, I'm good enough. I'm, I'm strong enough. And gosh darn it, I'm worth it. But, you know, the thing is, like, the Rocat, um, I think that's really cool, too. You know, being able to set everything up, like, on your desktop, be able to access it that way much quicker and easier. I'm curious about Rocat. Um, it might be something I dive into a little bit later on down the road. But, I mean, I'm for testing everything and trying all sorts of things. And at the end of the day, if you just come back to a mouse and a keyboard... You know, or a stick and a throttle, 
you know, then that's cool. You know, it's the, the game is so immersive. There's going to be there's so much potential in Star Citizen um, as a space simulator that I think everyone should just find the things that work for them and enjoy the heck out of them. Yes, what you said. All right, and then uh, the um, uh, the wonderful world of Star Citizen this last week, um, INN, the Imperial News Network, they featured these guys. And uh, Jimmy, what can you say about them? They're Canadian, or at least some of them are. Uh, and they're very polite, or most of them are. Um, and they do so much for the Star Citizen community. Uh, their website, their podcast, um, everything they do adds value. Um, they are fanboys, fanboys. Uh, they are the fanboysiest. They're, so, they're a classy organization. Yeah, so congratulations, guys, on uh, on the recognition. It is absolutely most deserved. So uh, good on you. So um, it's time for the lightning round, Jimmy. Oh, Okay. I'm Johnny Lightning, um, so we're going to go through these real fast. We had a couple uh, episodes of 10 for the Developers. I thought there were some interesting questions. Uh, in uh, 10 for the Developers number 8, uh, we had Forrest Stephen and Sean Tracy. I love the Sean Tracy. Um, somebody asked, what's up with the female model? And uh, the answer was that you should blame Steve Bender. So that's what we're going to do. No, 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 no. Anyway, they just said they want a completely finished male model first. Everything to do with the male model animations. A lot has been done, a lot of FPS stuff, but still more remains to be done. And once that is all done, then they can cast that finished model onto the female form. And here's the thing, Jimmy. They don't want to make the same mistake twice, and they don't want to make the same mistakes in parallel. So again, you know, kind of back to the data download situation. You know, it's it's they want to do things in a way that makes makes sense uh, from uh, an efficiency standpoint. So totally get it. Totally down totally. with all the things that you said. Agree with them a hundred percent. But I still want the ladies in the game. I know you do. With the cavatier and the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, somebody's, Where are the ladies? They're, they're, speaking we, of the we ladies. Have, we have ladies playing the game. Yes, but you know what? It'll be interesting to see of the female avatars selected, how many of those are actually gentlemen. Uh, yeah, some dudes like to play, behind, like to play the ladies. the keyboard. No, yeah. no, no, totally. Yeah. I can take it. Yeah. I've done it before. I am far too much of a narcissist. <laughs> I like being me in every game I play. I gotta be me. It's true. When can I get plastic surgery? I thought that was a good question. Good gravy, why? <laughs> there may be barber shops where you can change your hair, but changing your facial features should require a medical facility. But hair can be a facial feature, so maybe you can't get a facelift at the barber, but you will be able to get a shave at the plastic surgeons. Weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is weird. Yeah, I think um, um, we won't get into it here, but I think, you know, it's an interesting conversation, too, about uh, plastic surgery for the purposes of ID spoofing, huh? I, you know, I, the thing, I, I lean more towards, uh, what is it, um, the Schwarzenegger movie, uh, uh, Total Recall, the, uh -huh. the costume that he wore or the things that he wore to spoof his ID, his identity. Mm -hmm. I like that more than, like, plastic surgery. Plastic surgery or seems... face-off? Yeah. With, uh, Travolta and uh, Cage? Well, that's, like, plastic surgery, in in my opinion, seems to be a bit extreme to hide your identity. I mean, unless, like, you're looking to permanently hide your identity. I mean, ID spoofing is something that's supposed to be temporary. So, you know, I would rather see, like, you know, like like a virtual overlay or something that you're able to put over over your face that that you know masks that signature or 
More specifically, you don't actually change the way you look necessarily, but you change your ID tags. You know, mm-hmm. when you go through um, customs, you know, it's still your face, but it's an alias name-wise. I would rather see something like that. Um, I think plastic surgery has its place in the game. If you want to change your appearance, you know, permanently, um, I don't see anything wrong with that. But I think for the purpose of ID spoofing, I, I'd rather just be able to change my name. What, what if you're notorious and you are, you know, you are badly in debt and you want to take on a, a permanently take on a new personality? Well, yeah, that's fine. That's what I mean. A plastic surgery in game does have its place in that if you wish to permanently change your features, great. But for for a temporary ID spoofing, I would rather that be something that is done either digitally with your ID tags, like with your ship, but with your person. Mm. So, like, when people look at me and they cover over me, they don't see Jackson, they see Dallas Corbin. Um, <laughs> multipass. Y- yes, exactly. Multipass. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun, and that would be great, you know, and then maybe bounty hunters have a mod on their Moby glass that allows to see through that or maybe when they when they like hover over me if I'm wanted it'll still say Dallas Corbin but maybe it won't be white maybe it'll be like a like a green or or you know what I mean like something subtle that a bounty hunter can see based on a mod on their Moby glass that would be cool um, but like permanently mm-hmm. changing your looks just seems a bit extreme when you're just you know trying to run under an alias you got to learn to commit, Jimmy. <laughs> no. <laughs> this face is too pretty for plastic surgery. How will procedurally generated oceans work? Confirmed, space whales are definitely a thing. Wow, really? They are cute and delicious. Oh, nice. They make good So food, procedurally good generated water should be achievable without killing performance. So... Um, that's uh, that's good news on the horizon. So, and then in the most recent episode, not actually not, not the most recent because that would have been this morning, but in episode nine where we had Loremeister Adam Weiser again and character artist Omar Omar, you can do it, Awida, Awida for the win, go go. <laughs> Very nice. Can you can you can you do a, a good Vuvuzela? Go. <laughs> Um, and guess what the, the first question was? Ah. Where's that female model, See? damn it? See? <laughs> I guarantee you it was not a woman that was asking. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. Their answer is, we're looking for the best way to have characters uh, benefit the most from the development we are doing. This is essentially the same answer as they gave before, but yeah, two yeah, different yeah. guys saying it with different words. That means all genders and all races, important point. It's not a good use of resources to just throw something together now which won't work well long term and which will need additional resources assigned to it again later. That's a good point. Just real real quick, that's a good point as well and and one that that didn't even think of. It didn't even occur to me because it's a white guy avatar in the game and I'm a white guy. But yeah, Races, you're absolutely yeah. That the whole that's a whole other like you know where where's the multi diversity? 
Where's the van? Well, no, they're talking about like Vandal. They're not talking about human. They're the human race, and then they're talking about Vandal. Oh, I'm Tavarin talking like or, you know, I'm I'm talking like all you know races where where you know are are the Asians and and the African Americans and the you know the the Mexicans or, or um, the Spanish. Where you know where, where Hispanics, please Hispanics. Thank you. Um, but where where are those races as well? And the thing is, I get it. I'm I'm not saying like you know that they need to rush that stuff. I agree a hundred percent that you know that they want to make sure they do it right. And um, we will actually see a basic form of character generation, um, you know, not too long after 2.4 comes out, um, you know, and that'll always be, you know, that'll be in development for a while before they get to where they want it to be. Um, but yeah, it, it would be cool to see, you know, a more more diversified playing field, both in gender and race. And we'll get there. Yes, we will get there. It's only alpha, and these are just pixels. Absolutely. So down. Still want to feel right. it. But I don't know you do. I just All like right. talking that, like that. That deserves another Bubuzela. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are you going to the Olympics this year, Jimmy? No. Oh, me too. Our friend Amontillado got a question answered. Yay, Amontillado. Oh, nice Amontillado. Good job. He, he asks good questions. He does ask good questions. He gives good questions. <laughs> in what ways might we be able to portray the physical presence of our characters with a single skeleton progenitor is there a way to project a large strong character as well as a smaller less physical type and their answer I thought was kind of interesting they said for now a rich variety of outfits both armor and clothing and higher quality animations will be the mechanisms by which, by which variation in scale will be portrayed longer term you know we'll see about that when we get there but right. uh, so they're able to you know basically put on on a puffy suit to make you look bigger um, and then also the uh, the different uh, animations so if you are a bigger person you're going to move different than if you're a smaller person so um, I think that that's uh, you're going to be the same height but you know just the idea that your your um, your the portrayal of your of your size will be uh, communicated through um, through clothing and right, uh, right. animations. It's it's an interesting workaround. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, on the clothing, uh, someone asked, "Do the clothes make the player character?" And what they said is, "Maybe." We would like the way you present yourself to be something NPCs can respond to. And I thought you might like this one, Jimmy. For example, if they don't like the fact that you walked into their bar in a sharp three-piece suit, a bartender might not give you certain information just based on the look of you. You look like a coppa. Yeah. One of the goals is to make it so NPCs aren't necessarily omniscient as to all your actions. And one of the ways to do that is by providing a variety of clothing and clothing styles, which become a very simple way that you can tell the world how you want the world to respond to your character. Nice. I think that's I think that's great. There's you know, they're really uh, I'm excited to see um, the A.I. um be fully fleshed out and it'll be a while but I'm excited to see all the things that they've talked about um, all the subtle behaviors that really kind of make those NPCs come to life and I think this is a great example of that yeah yeah so I'm very very excited about cool stuff. that so, cool, yeah, stuff. cool stuff and finally reverse the verses um, there was really not much the last couple of weeks like, like I said at the top of the show because of Ben and Alexis being gone uh, Disco did share that Chris Roberts is a phenomenal boss um, some people are intimidated by him but uh, Disco likes to show him stupid things and uh, then then Chris gives him the Chris stare 
And uh, Jimmy, you've met the man in, in person. Have Have you ever seen the Chris Stare? No, but I can picture the Chris Stare pretty clearly just from the the brief interactions I've had with him. Now, do do you have to like take your shield and like look at him in and the reflection of the inside of it so no, that you don't turn to stone? But I do. It's funny though. Um, the The owner of my company, or actually. Uh, now the CEO, the owner, uh, actually sold sold the company. But both the owner and the CEO of the company, I was I've never really been intimidated um, by people in those positions, and I like to jo- joke with them, and I like to um, you know get that awkward look that he's talking about. So I've seen that look before, so I can completely relate to what Disco is talking about. There's nothing. There's nothing more fun than making you know the boss of bosses smile or, or make him you know think twice about something weird or awkward. It's it's a fun thing to do, and not a lot of people do it because yeah, people are intimidated by the boss. So mm-hmm. disco, I know where you're coming from. <laughs> I just I just wondered if he turned to stone. No, I don't think I don't think he would turn to stone. Well, that's too bad. All right. Well, maybe I'll try to do something stupid at CitizenCon. We'll test that theory out live. How's that? Oh God, I can already, I can already see uh, everybody apologizing. We're, can you, um, we're really sorry. He's just very excited. When I turn to stone, can you, uh, can you check me on a uh, plane back to Sacramento? Yes, absolutely. So Mrs. Lee, come pick, pick up the body. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we learned that the Buccaneer concept will cost $110. It likely is not going to be going up this week, possibly next week. Um, and then, dun, 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 Jimmy, I promised you a caveat. The Gemini will be at least hangar ready for 2.4. Ah, okay. We were for sure flyable. What happened? It's JPEG spaceships. Damn it. Oh, Damn it. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Oh, the humanity. So, um, what's coming up? Let me think. Let me two point four. Two point four. Please, please. Okay, it's it's the end of the show. So, time to refresh the web page and see. Yeah, of course not. You can get an invite to to PTU right now. It's not going to happen. What happened that other time? That one time. One time that happened during the show. Well, but it totally did happen. It did totally happen. One time, you got to have faith, man. Uh huh. Faith, you know, like George Michael's. Right, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. So please do go to engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's e n j i n dot com. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins, for letting us use your music. Check him out at ronaldjenkins.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen the Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a broadcast of one of our shows every Saturday afternoon. This show is now available on the Google Play Music. You can get it on the Google Play Music app for Android, iPhone, and on the interwebs for your computer. Your progress for each episode gets synced across all them platforms. Do this thing now. You can reach the podcast by email at comms at versecast.org. On the Twitters, we are at Versecast. Be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. Our RSI Star Citizen organization can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash Versecast. Please upvote us there on the RSI Community Hub in the podcast and deep space radar sections. Links are in the show notes. 
On Steam, we are those guys with ships, and please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. My name is Gleep, and all my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy? Uh, of course, all of my uh, contact information also in the show notes. Uh, but you can find me most uh, chatty over at Twitter, uh, and that's at Jimmy Croker. Uh, it's J-I-M-I, like Hendrix. Uh, you can also find me doing my show, Quantum Drive, over at uh, The Base every Thursday night, 9 p.m. PST and 1 p.m. PST uh, on Saturday. So, I'm sorry, Thursday, 9 p.m. PST, Saturday, 1 p.m. PST. I'm confused. I am, too. Uh, the show's on hiatus right now, but um, I've been doing a best of uh, every week. Uh, this week is going to be The Wolves of Stanton, which uh, is basically an episode I wrote based around a YouTube video of some dudes that were just going out and harassing and destroying constellations for the lulls. And, Griefers. Uh, <laughs> and uh, actually, there's uh, a good number of uh, TGWS members that uh, play a supporting role in the story. Yay! That deserves a Vuvuzela! <laughs> I, can't, I can't even with it. <laughs> Until next time, then, we are those guys with ships, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. I can't believe you're not going to uh, the Olympics. No, where are the Olympics again? Brazil. Oh, why? No, well, why? Rio de Janeiro. I have a hard time going to work every day. Go to Brazil. <laughs>